The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. not too late for Jalen Ramsey to murder Golden Tate. Welcome to a COVID-positive edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host, Eagles fan Daniel Hardigan, and Danny, you and I have so much in common. Our teams both beat the Niners in crucial games in 2020. It feels good to be on the same plane, man. How, uh, how is sticking it to England for you? Uh, you know, it always feels good. I, there are a lot of pundits out there trying to say that, you know, they they played us tough or whatever. Their their B squad uh, was out there and we could have gotten beaten by Cam Newton. Yeah, uh, uh, let's just see about that when it comes to Super Bowl time. Meanwhile, we've got the tiebreaker on all of the best teams in the AFC so far. Just like you guys do out there in Eagles land. Don't got the tiebreaker on us. Yeah, of course, the, the voice you just heard was Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. And uh, as always with us as well is Washington football team fan Jamel Johnson. Jamel, who would you rather root for? A Titans team unable to take the field due to COVID or a Was- or this Washington football team that's healthy? I, well, because I feel like I gave the Titans COVID with my joy that I have for them, I watched neither this weekend, Dan. Neither. Well, you couldn't have watched the Titans, but I'm well, happy you didn't watch Washington football. I could have watched the Titans. I don't want to reveal my sources, but I could have looked at them. Danny, let's get into this show. What did you hate about Washington football this week? Yeah, uh, I'm just going to say this sort of as a declarative statement that will get at what I hated about football, which is the Jets should just die. Some people thought the Jets would be good for America and they rooted for them in the beginning because they thought the Jets could shake things up in the AFC East and they couldn't bring themselves to support Billary Belichick. But they proved immediately that they are not up for the job and they have been destroying this country for the last four years, the Jets. And finally, their reckless, willfully ignorant leadership led them to contract a disease that's been going around the league called Adam Gase. And if there were any justice, this disease would be fatal. But instead, we just saw the other day, they're just going to keep hanging around the rest of the season, infecting all of our deep fantasy leagues and our eyeballs with terrible football. And I'm just going to say it. I wish the doctors had just pulled the plug on the Jets and put us all out of our misery. I know that there are Jets fans out there, rabid Jets fans, about 41% of the country, and they're going to say, I'm the evil one for wishing death on the Jets. But come on. Wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, a, wait a minute. 
I don't I don't know if that's how many people like the Jets. I just I think the core of my argument here is that it should be okay to wish death on those who do you wrong. And the New York Jets are awful and deserve to die. And we all know Is Chris Herndon Is Chris Herndon Sean Spicer? There we go. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. Jamal Adams was, but now Jamal Adams is on Dancing with the Stars in Seattle. Jamal Adams is like the, one of those fucking one of those people who shows up, like that Miles Taylor guy who shows up. That's like I wasn't with that the whole time. That shit sucked. I knew it. I got out, and now I'm on TV telling you what's really going on. I hope that my my metaphor wasn't too mixed for our audience. <laughs> I was right there with you the whole time. Uh, I still, I still yeah, don't get but it. But I will call out, Danny, you did pick the Jets <laughs> in week four to win their game. And I'm angry. I'm angry. Yeah. Like a lot of people no. are disappointed with the Jets' agenda. They thought they were getting one thing. They got the baby. <laughs> I thought for sure, I because I even picked up the Jets' defense going up against Ooh. the Broncos, rookie quarterback, third stringer, starting his first game ever. I thought the Jets could at least do something. Instead, he throws fucking 37 points on them. Those guys got to go. <laughs> I have always liked the idea of relegation for the NFL. That's the one thing soccer gets right. I Jamal mean, knows I, all about it. I am not for it because the Redskins wouldn't be playing football anymore. They would be working in the stadium. They would be working in a Division Three stadium. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, Danny, from people who are Jets fans – there, uh, what I hated this week was Thomas Middleditch's pregame pump-up speech before the Niners-Eagles game, filled with tech terminology and Cupertino flair that nobody who watches the NFL asks for, especially Jets fans. I truly couldn't think of a worse tie-in to get people ready to watch Sunday Night Football. But aside from that, you know, Thomas Middleditch doesn't belong in anywhere around the NFL, but... I really hated how much that win affected me and how much it actually changed my week and put me into this good mood that I didn't know I was missing out on the first three weeks. You know, we've been doing this show for a while. I hadn't tasted victory in the year 2020 yet. And I just, the world is baseline bad right now. And I had a little taste of something good. It was a good week. The Jets came down with COVID. The Eagles won. I started to think, optimistic thoughts for the first time in a long time and i didn't realize how much like those eagles losses were ruining my week and so i think i hated like how much this sport affects me like truly i have been fucking walking on sunshine that well that's a question that i've been wanting to ask having just won the super bowl you did it two years ago like is it just is it a fleeting feeling and then all of a sudden the stakes come back into your life you know or do you, do you have this sense of like, you know what, the, those childhood wounds are gone. I feel like a new person and it's going to last at least, give me at least five years of emotional peace. Three weeks in without having tasted a win and been so close in a few of those games, it, it was getting, it was creeping back into angry territory of just like, I'm done with these guys. I, I think last year I was calling for them to remove the Doug Peterson statue from outside of Lincoln. You said that last week. Yeah, those yeah, are that's what I said, last week. 
Um, so I don't know, man. Still, we're still figuring things out as they go. I don't know why I'm still talking. Jamel, what did you hate about watching football this week? I hate that you even think your team is good. Your team sucks. The division sucks. Football sucks. Thomas Middleditch sucks. He's also on CBS now, which sucks. Uh, The thing that I hated the most, though, is the information tab on a player's stats in fantasy football. It never has any information you actually need. A a cue? Fucking meaningless. (laughs) It doesn't mean anything... Uh, and even if they're hurt, that doesn't matter. The report, midweek reports don't mean anything. What matters is what they're not telling us. Dan said it at the start of the show. Golden Tate and Jalen Ramsey. The, Golden Tate is a man with a sister that he loves. Jalen Ramsey impregnated this woman and left her high and dry. I wish I had that was in my fantasy. Why isn't Matthew Berry telling me that shit? Because you know... Golden Tate gave an amazing speech before that game. The only reason that it was even close was because Golden Tate was like, we have to kill him. <laughs> See, so you're saying those little flag indicators need more personal details, not just I might have turf toe. Yeah, like either just get rid of him entirely or tell me whose baby mom is camped out in front of their house right now. Give me the real info. Very true. I mean, people are, there's a lot of fucking intra NFL fucking going on that we will never know about. And yeah. oh my God, so many wives, so many backup tight ends. It's crazy. Yeah. Or he just lost his Madden tournament to his high school friends and now he's just reeling and he didn't sleep the night before. Like, we, that is the information we need. Definitely need to know who's not sleeping and up at 3 a.m. watching Rosewood. We definitely need to know that. That is going to be the future of those little flags. You're going to be able to click it and just see what your player's doing yeah. in real time. If you click that at 3 a.m. and that dude's up watching fucking what, you know, Rob, what's his no Tanyan, what's his name? Uh, Greg? Yeah. Robert? Yeah, Tanyan Greg was cutting his playbook the whole time you clicked he was, him. He was just lifting weights. 2 a.m. Or he was jerking off. No, or he wasn't. Greg Tanyan hasn't had sex in four months. Oh, he's no, he was. He was jerking off Aaron Rodgers. Oh, which the biggest one? Yeah. If you if you give uh, if you give Aaron Rodgers a little uh, you know the favorite treatment, he'll he'll cost you three touchdowns. Those three TDs are going somewhere. He's throwing them. So you just got to (laughs) be in the position to be on the receiving end. Present yourself to be available. In many ways. All right, let's let's talk about one of the biggest <laughs> stories uh, that happened in the NFL this past week. It was Cam Newton coming down with COVID-19. Cam got coronavirus. He had to miss the game against the Chiefs. Um, and we don't really know the backstory there. We don't know how Cam Newton became infected with COVID-19. It doesn't seem like the, any of the other Patriots were afflicted. And so we wanted to talk about how do you think Cam Newton really got coronavirus? What do you think he was up to? How did this happen, Danny? Well, look, this is my theory. And, and you guys, I may not have talked to you guys about this, but it is my long-held belief 
that based on his style and his personality, that Cam Newton is actually a cartoon that came to life, like in the movie Cool World. And he goes back and forth between the worlds, human and cartoon, usually during the off season. But I think during a long lockdown at the hotel, Cam gets a call from his old pal, MC Scat Cat, who says there's a party going on. And Cam says, well, now I can't go. Belichick's going to kill me for breaking the quarantine. But Scat Cat's like, look, Bill only told the team that you can't be around other humans. But you can go to Cool World. You can't get COVID from these fucking cartoon people. So Cam's like, all right, him and Scat Cat go to the party and everyone's there. Fucking, you know, Roger and Jessica Rabbit, Krang from Ninja Turtles, Baby's kids. And they're partying for a while when who shows up? Osmosis Jones. And he's got his new pal, <laughs> COVID-19. He's running with COVID now in the sequel? Oh my God. He killed Fishburn. Now there's a new game in town. So, you know, long story short, they're all smoking a J in the coat room. COVID asked to see Cam's human world transport device. They both get sucked in together. Their DNA mixes up and bada boom, Cam's testing positive. Damn. Damn, that makes that almost that. makes too much sense. I, I Did he have to tell Bill Belichick, go into his office and be like, look, here's what's really been happening. <laughs> yeah. no, he, he told he told Bill that he got a fucking bad DoorDash or something. He can't tell Bill he's a cartoon. Bill will kick him right out. He Bill does not take any aberration of any kind on his team. He would he would flip his shit if he knew what Cam really was. Uh, super super random, uh, and almost not connected to anything. But I got a bad DoorDash when I was in Virginia, and I thought I had it. I was doing a thing with a bunch of people like my, my friends who had already seen, we've already been vetted. I know these guys don't have it. We don't have it now. We're doing a, we're working on a show illegally and I order a bunch of Popeyes and this dude showed up with another dude in the passenger seat. My Popeyes. Okay. So it's one dude driving. It's another dude passed out. My Popeyes is in the passed out dude's lap. Fuck. And then one of the stickers was open. I almost lost it. But then I got a test and I'm invincible, so. Thank you, DoorDash. Is that just not the the, the last thing you want to see when you got the DoorDash coming? Is just a passed out person in the passenger seat? I was too shocked to even make a noise. Like, you ever get hit so hard that you can't scream? Anyway, so here's how Cam got it. (laughs) I think it was just a bad trip to the hat store. I think after beating the Raiders, he's looking at the schedule. He's like, man, we got some big games coming up. Uh, Oh, we got the Chiefs? I need some new AFC... West swag. I got to get some new, like, offset. I just did the yellow, but I think I got to come with, like, a new bright red thing. So he went to the only um, hat store for pimps in the greater New England area, Hildred's Haberdashery. <laughs> went there, and um, I think, 
Honestly, I think Hose was just licking hats before he got there. I think a, you know what I'm saying? Like a pimp is who's into some weird things, has one of his bottom bitches come. He's like, hey, lick this for me, uh, baby girl. And then she does. She had it. Cam tries on the hat. Now he got COVID in his uh twists. Do you think do you think that during this time that if one of you one of these ladies uh mm-hmm. Sex workers, I could say sex workers. Sex workers, I prefer, I can't say hoes. I feel like it just doesn't wear well with my voice. But these la- these, these prostitutes, if they test positive, do they have to quarantine away from the pimp? Or does the pimp take on the, the you know, to, is it his job to continue working with them in the in and quarantine with them in a bubble together? Well, this is... This is what I think happens. I think they're doing a lot of rapid testing, and I think pimps inform these ladies as soon as they get the results, which ideally is when they're with a John. So then the pimp is like, hey, look, uh, Mademoiselle, she got the cooties, so y'all got to stay together for 14 days, and you owe me $20,000. I think that's what, that is the that is the new COVID pimp dream, is getting... Uh, one of your women of the night to quarantine with a uh, you know a philanthropist of sorts. I it's just the funniest part about that theory is a pimp on the phone with like you know Pfizer or something being like, hey, I need some of those rapid tests. Give me like a hundred and fifty. Like that's he's got he's he's like doing the same shit as the governors are doing. Calling around <laughs> for pharmaceutical companies looking for a good deal on testing. Uh yeah. God damn! I, I, I put it. Leave it up your nose for tw- ten seconds, bitch. <laughs> uh, so the the real way that Cam Newton got COVID was. Bill Belichick mandates that Cam Newton and the rest of the team has to go to the White House at least once a month and spend time with their president, Donald Trump. So Cam Newton was at the White House Rose Garden during the nomination of Judge Amy Coney Barrett, and Cam caught it. He was If you look closely into those pictures of all the people not wearing masks, there's a big hat. That's Cam Newton. He was sitting there. If he didn't get it there... He also visited Walter Reed and spent time at the president's bedside and nursed him back to health, which is what, so he, he knew the chiefs game was the biggest game of the season, but also Donald Trump in his biggest game of the season as well with his fight against COVID-19. So Cam was just doing his Patriot, his patriotic duty and uh, creating Bill Belichick's favor. Cause if you're going to exist between cool world and Patriot world, you got to kiss the ring. And that's what Cam was up to. All the rings. Well, you know where you can't get COVID, Danny? Betting online. That's true, because it's all online with Bet Online. Hey, the wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff early. That's the copy. I would never say that. The NFL is in full swing, the NBA Finals are here, and the NLB playoffs are totally happening. And you might now be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. 
BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your sports online book experts. There's a lot of typos in this. (laughs) Yeah, we got to start. We got to run them through the little hooked on phonics next time, man. Look, they're not literary experts, okay? They don't need, they don't claim to be. You want to bet? Go to bet online. That's the message. Yeah. You want to read? Go to fucking church. (laughs) Okay. uh, Let's get into our week's five slates. We're a quarter through the season. Let's first touch on, we are keeping track of our picks this year. And right now, through four weeks, it's pretty close. Danny and I are tied. With a forty-three and twenty record, fucking yes, evil. this only equals sixty-three games because the Titans Steelers game was postponed, so we're not to our full sixty-four that would have been played. And Jamel is at forty and twenty-three, three games behind us. The game, you know, it's anybody's game, but that's where we're at right now. Uh, we're do, we're all well above five hundred, so we should, uh, you know, we should feel good about that. Should be commended if, for that. Uh, we should be commended for that. So if you are going to go on bet online, you might want to trust some of these picks, especially the ones we feel very good about. Um, you know what I feel really good about is this Thursday, finally get a good Thursday night game, even though this isn't a great game. Records-wise, these teams are both 3-1. and one. We got Bucks at Bears. It's a Super Bowl rematch. Nick Foles versus Tom Brady. I'm excited for this just to see those guys on the field together again. Last week, Brady had five touchdowns. He was on fucking fire all game. Nick Foles looked absolutely horrendous. Something's got to give. What do we think? <laughs> what do you mean something's got to give? The Bucks are going to win this game. That's, they ain't giving shit. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, I got to agree, and I think we're all going to probably pick the Bucks. but it's, you know, it's, it's a better Thursday game than we've ever gotten. Uh, we're used to just trash rubbing up against each other. This time we got a pretty good, solid, hard dick in the Bucks going up against a big yet very limp cock on the other side with the Bears. I believed in them. I believe that if you just had a little bit of Foles magic with that defense, that you could be something as crap as the Colts offense, but that did not come to pass. I watched that entire game uh, because I was in kind of a fancy situation. But it was brutal watching Nick Foles. And it is solid proof that all you ladies listening out there should listen to. Having a big dick is not everything. It's true. It's pretty embarrassing when you're watching a porno and this dude has a huge hog and he's just having a rough time. I mean, he he looks uncomfortable. These you know these big dick guys. They got the there's like it's bent in the middle because it's just too long to sustain yeah. itself. It doesn't the, have the gravity the, of a yeah. The tensile strength is gone, and so it's just kind of bent and crooked. And he's getting it in there in such an odd angle. Just you know, let's just keep the regular dicks at quarterback. I think Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. It's hard to tell whether you got like a little micro penis versus a big unruly hog which you would even want to go with. 
But Matt Nagy seems to be on one side, and I think either way they're going to be searching for a new dick in the draft next year. Yeah, Matt Nagy, smallest dick of them all. I don't disagree with any of that. However, I'm not being thrown entirely off the Chicago Bears team's scent. I think the Colts have the best defense in the league. And yes, Nick struggled, but I think they're going to be ready for this Thursday night game. And I'm picking the Bears in this one. Oh, good. I needed to it's, get a point yeah. on you this time. I'm glad. And it's, that. He might look, he, this could go his way easily just because we all know Thursday night games are ripe with horse shit. Yeah. Well, and as I look at it, <laughs> and it's a good thing because I haven't necessarily locked my pick in. So let me just say that. Uh, Scotty Miller, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and whoever the fuck this guy is who's their fourth receiver on the on the Bucks team are all out of practice. And it's Tuesday. So that is kind of a consideration there. Gronk week. I do welcome think it's going to be a Gronk week. Welcome back to Gronk well. Beach, motherfuckers. Yeah, Gronk Beach is uh, taking over Chicago this Thursday. Danny, we locking you in for Bucks? I'm gonna I'm gonna reverse this. I'm gonna go with Woo! you on the Bears, just from looking at that practice report. And I'm glad I did. I'm just gonna put, make sure I end up in the cellar. Stay Bucks. All right, let's move on to Sunday 10 a.m. games. First game: Rams at team. Rams, no. net, oh, please don't make me. <laughs> I have one question for you, Jamel. When do you pull Haskins? When do we just uh, get this guy off the field? Yesterday. What time is it? <laughs> 10 yeah. minutes from now. Are you done for good with him? Have you seen enough? Or do you just think right, maybe right now this is the wrong offense, the wrong team? I mean, look, man, there's only two ways this goes. We stay committed to him. We never win a football game again. We let him go. He gets so upset that he learns how to play for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're never going to see him be good with us. That is what I've decided. Uh, and that is fine. That is fine. Let's just move on now. Who is your backup, though, at the moment? Like, if if it was if it was tomorrow, the game was tomorrow, and they decided to yoink Haskins, is Alex Smith coming into the game, or do you got like Colt McCoy or something sitting around? On nah, there? we. I think we have like a Colt McCoy stand-in. Look this up real quick. Colt Let's McCoy Google. is just a great term for any quarterback that probably yeah. shouldn't be playing. Any white quarterback that's not doing anything it's, it's Kyle Allen who uh Ron Rivera had last year in Carolina had a nice little run if you guys remember when um when Cam went out and then he sucked at the end of the season yeah now I saw him throw four interceptions when I needed him in a last year fantasy matchup I, I will never trust him again Alex yeah, just there. you got you got one, <laughs> one touchdown no interception Alex Smith just take that I um, I just can't understand when Haskins decides to put a drive together. It'll be it's like a couple times a game. He's like, "All right, you know what? I'm gonna do it now." And then enough. the rest of the game, yeah, enough of this. And then the rest of the game is just nonsense. And <clears throat> I, you know, I I guess I got a couple more weeks before I really ask for Kyle Allen, but I wouldn't mind Kyle Allen. And then on the Rams side, they had a, a scare with the Giants, which we talked about a little bit. Golden Tate gave a, a huge pump-up speech. I think we all like the Rams in this game. The team may not have another win this season. They look as bad as we thought that they would. Good for them for beating the Eagles early. 
we're all Rams there. Yeah, Aaron Donald's going to hurt somebody. Yeah, I the really I wanted the Eagles to lose just so I could laugh uncontrollably at us being in first place still, but it it it, it was about done with that. Okay, speaking about uh, Jamel being disgusted with Washington football players, Bills at Titans. Jamel, did it disgust you to see Josh Norman out there making huge plays for the Bills? Once again, this is in the um, in my case against myself as a company man. I really had to come to terms with some things I said about Josh Norman over the past couple seasons. He was playing for a clown car of an organization. It, maybe some of that stuff wasn't his fault. And then, um, you know, you have Sean McDermott, who's kind of one of the front runners, coach of the year, probably a quarter of the way into the season. They're four and They're doing everything that they should be. Um, and then the Titans coming off this <laughs> accidentally too early by that they self-imposed on themselves still three and as well. So one of these teams is going to get their first loss. Um, I'm saying I'm going to go Titans in this game, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah, this one's going to be hopefully a very good game, and it is a tough one to call. I'm going with the Titans just because, you know, they're my baby boys, but, you know, uh, weird time by, that can't, like, help with cohesion. Plus, there's, you know, the coming off sickness angle there's the scare you know life or death potentially scare that they had uh you know it could it could go both ways either it puts the fear of god into you or it just kind of depresses you makes you take stock makes you realize you know you don't really have a quarterback and your running back is kind of losing some tread on the tires i'm gonna i'm gonna give this one to the bills because i think they're gonna want to be as amped up as possible for the, the big week six crucible matchup to decide who is the king of the AFC. Uh, It's us, but I I still believe in the bills this week. Yeah. I mean, they're fucking good. Stefan Diggs is as advertised. And, you know, Allen is not a perfect quarterback, but he's getting all the bounces. He's, he's getting all the jump balls. He's getting all the 50, 50 YOLO shit. And he's running the ball you know, as well as he can evading sacks. So he's kind of, he's been pretty sack proof in a lot of these games. And I think with the bills defense being a little better than the Titans, you know, you've got, you've got some tasty advantages on the Bills side. Okay. We'll see what happens there. The other team that uh, had the week three bye due to COVID was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, They are playing at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a battle for Pennsylvania. The Eagles finally got a win against the NFC champs from last year. You know, all of your favorite heroes like Travis Fulgham and Alex Singleton stepped up to to get touchdowns for the Eagles. We had Jordan Mailata, an Australian who had never played American football just three years ago, starting at left tackle. It's... I don't understand. On one hand, I want to say our GM, Howie Roseman, is a fucking idiot for making us play with these guys. On the other hand, they all contributed and it worked out. Uh, God, what a relief to get that win. And I like the Eagles in this game, too. Oh, why? Yeah. I, what makes you. The, 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 the Steelers have 
their actual starting football team. Yes, you they do. Played, you played against a practice squad. We have a practice squad. You are a practice squad. We the Niners were a practice squad. We're the Steelers injured, are if not practice. more so than the Niners. I know the, the Steelers Niners are not practice. Pride. The Steelers are not a practice squad with a real defense. They got TJ Watt on the coming around the edge against Jordan Mailata. Barely learned how to speak English, let alone play American football. And TJ Watt just a born and bred tractor pulling hillbilly stud. There's no owns a subway. Yeah, I mean, they're killing these Subway commercials. The Watt brothers, new stars of the NFL, are demonstrably less racist than the Bosa's, I think. So I got to give it up to the Steelers. I think they'll bounce back from the two-week break, having just basically gotten it imposed on them for nothing they did wrong. They're going to be angry at the next dudes they see. So I know you, you're trying your little tricks, trying to make it a – blue versus red Pennsylvania argument. I think this one will be a decisive landslide for the Steelers, but then Pennsylvania is going blue in its own little landslide. I'll go ahead and call that one now too. put that tack that one onto my record as well. Joe Biden wins Pennsylvania. Um, there's the, the Eagles are one of the stupidest teams in the, in the league. And I know this cause I watched every one of their games. They play, it's one of those classic, you play up to your opponent and you play down to your opponent. If we're playing a great team, we will be competitive in this game. I think we'll stick around long enough to perhaps have a chance to steal it at the end. And this time I'm going to say that we do steal it. I know that's based on no logic. The Steelers clearly have a better team than us. But it's football and shit happens. Give me the Eagles. You will be driving for a potential tie down exactly eight points, which I believe you guys always Ooh. are. Yeah. Eight points and uh you will you will uh, turn it over on downs Steelers. <laughs> God that sounds terrible. Okay, Gar- uh Cardinals at Jets, one sentence game. Uh we've already said enough about the Jets here today. So I'll just say the Cardinals are going to be fine. They're a young team. They're going to figure it out. Their defense is atrocious, but I still love the offense. Just so you think case, it's the defense. Just in case People are still wondering about that metaphor, the Jets or Donald Trump. And my one sentence is Flacco is backo, which means the cards will get 10 sackos. Oh, my God. They got Flacco starting for the Jets? Right. AC joint sprain for Sam Darnold. They don't want to risk it, so they're bringing in the big gun. God damn it. I almost changed my pick to the Jets and did a whole diamond and silk thing. But uh, I'm not going to do that now. Uh, the Cardinals don't look good, though. Reeling. They better get this one. Yeah, they have to get this one. Yeah, this is the get right for Kyler Murray. And it's just at the right time when I'm going up against Dan Hardigan in our league. He's coming out with Patrick Mahomes against the Raiders, which we'll get to. That's very scary. But I think Kyler against the Jets is just what the doctor ordered. Yep. Yeah, we're Cardinals across the board there. And uh, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, next game, Raiders at Chiefs. Danny, you want to talk about just beating every one of your rivals already this season? I mean, and what's who's your favorite team to kick their ass? Is it New England, or do you enjoy Oakland a little special as well? Well, if you're talking in the division, 
I hate the Broncos the most. Uh, the Raiders just haven't been competitive. We just own them. We own them. Every aspect of their team, we own. I mean, they had they had trouble with us when they were going up against Alex Smith. We were just beating them two times a year. This is our bye. We get a, a third bye with uh, the one regular one and then two Raiders games. It's it's the perfect situation coming off a toughie against the Eagles or against the New England defense. We need this. Mahomes is going to go off, so I am scared fantasy wise for what's going to happen. But I mean, if you're talking about league wide, like yeah, of course, beating the Patriots always feels sweet, no matter who's coming out there. They fucking they they've been pissing me off for a decade plus. Jamal, do you have any competing feelings? I'm picking the Raiders. Wow. What's your case? uh, Just the Chiefs showed a couple little chinks in the armor. They they went from being able to, you know what I'm saying, not be stopped at all. Just seeing them have to punt is a chink. I mean, sure. Raiders... You know, we were showing something. We were showing some vulnerabilities. And you would expect a good team like the Steelers potentially to take advantage of something that they've learned in the playoffs. But the Raiders will not be close to the playoffs. And they are not going to take advantage of jack shit. And even if their defense somehow heroically came and rise to the challenge, you've got Derek fucking Carr on the other side. Derek Carr. I have to say it again. You are rooting for, believing in, and betting a potential huge purse at the end of this year on Derek Carr, Jamel. You know what? He, he believes in God, and so do I. That's all I got for you. Oh. So next game, one sentence game, we have Jags at Texans. Wait, Romeo Cornell. Did you formally pick the Chiefs in this one, Harding? You did not yes. pick the Oh, he picked the Chiefs. Do I have to say? It's it it's ridiculous to pick against the Chiefs. It's I'll ridiculous never to pick against, against the, Chiefs. the Chiefs. But I have to get it. I have to get these three big games back right now. And uh I'm putting it on Derek Carr's back. Assuming his back can make it through in an, another entire football game. I'm putting it on him. Let's I will say there. one of my little uh things I noticed about the or the Chiefs uh the other night as well was it was Travis Kelsey's birthday. Couldn't figure out a way to get him in the end zone. What's up with that, guys? You're slipping. They hey, You're they slipping. double team him. They know he's the soul of the offense. They double team him every game. They knock him around. He knew it was coming. He still got seventy yards. Belichick knows every opposing receiver's birthday. Also, if you think he doesn't, you're crazy. Yeah, he's all right. Let's get into Jags Texans AFC South battle seller battle and. Uh, Romeo Cornell's debut as the Houston Texans coach. Romeo is just the guy who's just standing around and they're like, hey, can you work this? And he's like, I think so. And now he's the head coach of another football team. Uh, You neglected to mention this is a one sentence game, obviously. And I don't even need a full sentence. I'm doing one word. Freedom. Just the William Wallace voice. Freedom. Texans hated Bill O'Brien. Romeo is a great interim coach. One of the best interim. Please don't hire him as your actual coach, but he's great in the interim kind of coaches. He's going to bring them all those emotions of the feeling of being finally free from their fucking nightmare, sleeping with the enemy situation. 
all these Hopkins is posting, Watts posting. They're just fucking. They're they're subtweeting this guy. I'm I'm saying the Texans ride to a victory. This hope. Shit. Oh, that was that was Cornell calling you. That was Bill O'Brien calling to say you're absolutely right about this pick. Yeah, I'm going with the Texans. Yeah, I'm off the Minshew train finally. I'm going Texans as well. We're all Texans across the board. Yeah. I don't know why Romeo Cornell reminds me of a basset hound. I know he's got the big droopy face, kind of a sad sack character. Not a lot of energy. He's cute. Uh, he's a cute. He's cute too. I like. Yeah, I like Romeo Cornell. I just. I'm not sure he's a good coach, but sure Texans. He's better than Bill O'Brien. I'll give him that. Who's the GM of the Texans now? Fuck that game. Bengals at Ravens. Joe Burrow is going to be a top ten quarterback by the time this season ends, and we're all just going to have to live in that world. His numbers are great. Yes, they're not winning at a crazy clip, but they're one and three. Mixon's coming along. Burrow is a real deal, dude. Yeah, too bad they got to play the Ravens. Ravens! That's true. He's not faced quite the level of defense that he's going to face in this game. And I'm, I love Burrow, but yeah, uh, got to go Ravens here. Are you worried about Baltimore at all? I know they got exposed by the Chiefs. Are, are, I remember last year there was a collision course, which Baltimore never made it to. But then this year was like the revenge tour and Baltimore's back, and it felt that way the first couple weeks. And then the Chiefs took care of business. And now Baltimore had their win last week, but it didn't feel... Well, that's what happens. When you play the football team, what you want, what you, what you're it's looking for... Enough is a no 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 I, I agree with you like you gotta beat the football team by at least four scores if you're if you're a real contender you're beating us by four scores they beat us by what three scores a little off rg3 threw an interception that game that was kind of fun that was fun it's gotta feel good just being back out on the field <laughs> Yeah, he's Putting up a, a stat. Time, That's a stat. That counts. <laughs> uh, but no, but are we worried about the Ravens at all? Are they a second tier now? Or I mean, they're the same team, but improved uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, Danny, you're not worried about another playoff uh, kind of thing with them? Well, of course they're not going to win the Super Bowl because they can't beat us. But just because the <laughs> team has the secret sauce against you doesn't mean you're not going to be beaten the breaks off of every other team that you play. If you're good, there's, you know, there are going to be games that you just don't show up for or that, you know, the other team just has the right game plan. That's why nobody goes undefeated, really. Just two teams in the last fucking 35 years. So it's it's not really about them slipping. It's just they don't have the juice to be able to beat us. We've figured them out the same way that the Patriots kind of have a little thing going against us. It's just... How it is. There's just these teams that have the 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 formula against one other team, and then it's a crapshoot with the rest of the league. You know what? Now that we're talking about this, I'm doing it. Give me the Bengals in this game. Straight up. I like the way Joe Mixon got involved. The offense is wrong. I don't know how they can possibly stop the Ravens offense, 
But t- it's football. It's crazy. I feel Bengals like I, I owe in the guys, upset of the year. I, I I really feel like I owe a crazy pick down the line here because if I just go chalk, I'm going to clean up in this picks contest. You go chalk, you're going to lose some games because that's how it works. That's, I'm going to find something. I got to find something now. I'm going to be regretting that, what, three minutes into that game? It's going to be 10.03 a.m. And I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? Mark Andrews has his third touchdown. <laughs> All right. Panthers at Falcons. Uh, I guess I, I owe the, the Panthers an apology is my one sentence. It's Teddy Bridge under the water. I didn't mean anything by it. Uh, we love you, dude. That said, Falcons are going to win this game. Atlanta, baby. Nah. I mean, I was wrong about the Jags, but I was right about the Panthers. And I'm going with the Panthers. Even though it seems like maybe uh, Todd Gurley is alive. He didn't seem like he was alive for a while there. uh, (laughs) At least he had a couple good plays last night. Still Panthers. They're riding a couple of wins. Oh, yeah, go ahead. My bad. Yeah, I I was just going to piggyback off the Todd Gurley being alive. I believe it's because he sucked some of the soul energy out of Matt Ryan, who is now god-awful. I mean, I have him as my quarterback in my other league. He is just a just a roller coaster, just going all the way down into hell. He's, I don't know if he's done or if his receivers being out is just messing with his head or something, but that guy is sucking in a way I have never seen him do before. And I had I, my one sentence, because this was also – is fuck Matt Ryan. He had to just get me 15 points from the quarterback position to win my game. He got fucking 10. I mean, he did oh, ruin dude. Jamel's life. He ruined my life. I He was having a terrible game and I was loving it. And I ended up losing by half, less than half a point because he threw those three bullshit completions at the end of the game. The most meaningless throws in NFL history. Danny Panthers. I got to say it, Panthers are going to win. I am going Falcons in that game. You know what you can do between the 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. game? If you're fast about it, Danny. Mm -hmm. What have you been doing the past few weeks between games? Well, I've been betting. I've been betting not just among friends, not among my peers, not even on any other websites that are possibly filled with malware and odd Russian sources we go to bet online here on this podcast and the wait is finally over because a triple header of fun is upon us this week football is in full effect many teams strutting their shit early and the nba finals are here and the mlb playoffs are in full swing and you might now be at a game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online and I'm just now realizing that probably is supposed to say you might not be at a game this year, but fuck it, you might be at a game and you can still still bet on bet online. Yeah. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, all that good hard betting shit. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place, any place online i'll stake my mother's life on it head to bet online today and use promo code armchair to take advantages of all the great sign up bonuses and extra pluralized words that are misspelled in the copy bet online 
your online sportsbook experts. Woohoo! So, once you make a little bit of money from Bet Online, what's the sort of things that you like to buy? Well, listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of your holes. It's time to keep up your air, ear and nose hair regimen. You want them looking nice as fuck, just like your clean-shaven pubes. You guys, you guys have any problems with ear hair? You got any nose hair? Oh, for sure. I mean, I my nose hair, like sometimes I, it gets tied into my mustache hair, and it's kind of self-braiding. That's. I mean, th- that is a common problem. Men's ear and nose hairs getting so long and so dirty that they end up dreadlocking themselves. You don't want that to happen. You got to get at it at the root. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary, skin-safe technology, trademarked. That's how good it is, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs inside your delicate holes. This premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Two fucking blades! Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof. Can you believe that? You can get in the tub with this shit. And it makes it... Bro, I can't even believe you. You have to, because it makes it easy for operating and for cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. You can dig into every hole with hairs in it. You can make that your fucking afternoon. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That shit might hurt worse than nicking your nutsack. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds easy at a time and a time to look forward to. Delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you'll get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. And fellas, 79% of partners, sex partners, who were polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. You can't just have a fucking crazy mop going out of your nose and expect to get inside a woman's vagina. They don't like that. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ROGUETHEORY. That's all one word. ROGUETHEORY. One word. All caps. At manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes and our whole hairs looking nice. And get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Hey, we're giving it all to you. Your holes are fully protected by this podcast. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. When you use the code armchair, what are you waiting for? Go whack it all off with Manscaped. Moving on to the 1 p.m. games. Dolphins at 49ers. I think this is a one sentence. Fitzpatrick's great. George Kittle's the man. Uh, give me the Niners. Yeah, Niners. C.J. Beathard, where you at? 
Yeah, we're lucky CJ Beather didn't start that Sunday night game. He was a lot better than Mullins. But it seems like that's a thing going around the league is that whenever a guy pops in in the mid middle of the game, he just provides a spark, is what they always say. They, they said the same thing about Stidham and Foles. And Foles, they always do it, and then it's a mirage. The next game, they're always butt, and CJ Beathard is butt and on the third string for a reason. Uh, that said, they got too good of a running game and the fucking, I mean, the dolphins are just sad. This is Fitzy's last stand. Uh, I think two is. is coming and he's coming strong. Maybe they'll do the midway through this game. Tua comes in and gets a little, breathes a little life into that team, but, uh, we love you Fitzy. Giants at Cowboys. One sentence game. Two of the worst teams in the league. Do the Cowboys have the worst defense you've ever seen? This is officially a disaster, right? Dak looks at the scoreboard and says, I have to put up 40-plus if we want to stand a chance to win. Well, you know, they spent so many years building the offensive line and getting him weapons. We need weapons. If I have to hear about the Cowboys' weapons one more time, I'm going to weaponize my dick into my skull. Yeah, my one sentence game, or my one sentence, Dak's going to throw for 606 TDs, Cowboys win by three. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Boys in a tight one, same. Yeah, I'd love to see a Giants upset here, but I'm picking the Cowboys in this game. They're going to, they can't lose this one, right? Yeah, they're the only team with fans. They have to win just by, for having fans. Great point. All right, so we all like the Cowboys in that game. Next up, we got Colts at Browns. This is my favorite game of the week. Two teams that are sitting at three and one. Two teams that want to run the ball down your fucking throat. It's fun that the Browns finally have an identity. I feel like I know who they are now. They're just run first and then go over the top with uh, Beckham. That's a great. That's a great formula for that team. That's the way that they should run their offense. Miles Garrett is probably the defensive player of the year. Browns are a fun team. And then you have the Colts, who have, I think have the best overall defensive unit in the year. They've, they've allowed a total of 29 points the last three games. That is under 10 points a game. So they are crushing the game. And uh, this is my favorite game. Some, of the week. It's going to be a very good game. The Colts also played some pretty bad teams. Uh, I know that we just said the Cowboys' defense was bad, but I was impressed. Uh, they don't have Nick Chubb for six weeks, but who cares? You've got Kareem Hunt is another starter. They will be fine. They also have Austin Hooper, the most overrated tight end in American history. Who? Give me Browns. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. I am tempted. Because the Browns are good. They're very, they were very fun to watch in that Cowboys game. With Chubb going down, though, and I said I did have to suffer through that entire Colts-Bears uh, game. And the Colts' defense is legit. I mean, they really they made the game boring. And the Browns are very susceptible to being turned into a boring team when they're not at their best. And I hate, hate, hate having to root for Phillip Rivers. I hate it. He's such a dick. He's such a little bitch. You always, all of his mic'd ups just make you want to slap him. 
Yeah, like, he kept spitting yeah. on his fingers. Ew. He's just such a weird. He's like one of those just like. Yeah, I think he thinks mother eats biscuits. I think he's got the, the the most potential now that Pat McAfee's out of the league. Most potential for poten- for doing stand up after he retired. Ooh. Oh, please, my God. No. <laughs> Christian circuit. He's going to do the Christian circuit though. That's much easier audiences. Uh, so I'm going Colts. I'm going Colts as well in this game for those exact reasons. I think the defense. I like the coaching staff better on the Colts. Um, but it's going to be a very fun game. Uh, that that game, I'm definitely I got circled. All right, next up, we got Broncos at Patriots. <sighs> Just two. I don't think Cam's playing in this game, right? So you got two third string quarterbacks. Let's not watch this game. Can we all agree to do that? Fuck this game. Yeah, this game is going to be hell on wheels, baby girl. Give me the Patriots, and let's never think about that one again. Who's which? Which Patriots running back do you play in this game? Gun to your head, you have to start a Patriots running back. Is it Burkhead? Uh, I think I'm going Corey Dillon. <laughs> yeah, give me none of those. Oh, I hate that shit. Continue <laughs> not talking about the Patriots. Who's oh. going to win? We're all picking the Pats, there, right? Yeah, have to. What are you doing? What? You have to. Okay, Sunday night game. The Vikings versus the Seahawks. Vikings had a season-saving win in Houston and got Bill O'Brien fired. They have to go to Seattle and play the the MVP through four weeks, Russell Wilson. Ah, This is going to be a closer game than I'd like for it to be, but I do think... Uh, Seattle's just too good. And DK Metcalf, I think, is emerging as a legit number one receiver. He's not just like a gadget player or just some guy who has one skill. He is making every catch and running every route that you'd want to see a guy run. So, good for them. Yeah, I mean, um, the Vikings running game is really coming alive. But got to pick the Seahawks. I can't say no. It's a fun Sunday night game because it's going to be a shootout. I mean, the Seahawks defense, you're talking about the Cowboys. Seahawks are right there in terms of shittiness against wide receivers. And, you know, Vikings came to life. Maybe it was against the Texans, but Justin Jefferson looks good. They got Adam Thielen still feeling out. And, you know, I thought they would take a huge step back, which they did initially, but I think they figured something out. Maybe this is the pick that I pick just to go against the grain and even things out. But Russell Wilson, so. Ah, you can't do it. You coward. Sorry, I am. Nah, you're fair. You're, you're absolutely right. I want that Olive Garden gift card or whatever the fuck is on the line. Still haven't decided. Something. I'm, I'm willing to put up a hundred bucks. Hey, the whole, what am I, I'm going to buy you a satellite dish. A hundred bucks. We'll let we'll let the fans decide. Go to this sorry we love NFL Twitter handle. Tweet at us. What should we put on the line? Yeah, did you know uh, we have I'm looking forward. I don't know. We we're 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 starting we need to start asking for some more fan engagement here. We know yeah. you're up there. You all also cowards, you listening and you not engaging with us. Who do you think you are? 
okay, so we're all Seahawks there. And then the Monday night game, Chargers at Saints. Uh, we have Drew Brees, who is at the in the twilight of his career. And then you have Justin Herbie fully loaded in a blossoming career, even though he's winless. The guy has lost three straight starts, but he looks great in all of them. It doesn't feel like it's his fault. Um, Eckler's out. So Herbert last week led the Chargers with 14 rushing yards. That is a bad sign if you're a Chargers fan. Uh, I think I have to go to the Saints here. Even though I, I don't like this Saints team very much. They were impressive by beating Detroit last week 14-0, but... Or, I mean, they were down 14-0 early and came back. Give me the Saints, but I don't feel good about it. I'm going with the Bolts. <laughs> Mainly because I kind of, I think I just strong-armed you guys into agreeing to cap this at 100 bucks, which I am not afraid of losing. Bolts! It's tough. Uh, because it would be fun to pick the Bolts. And the Saints, you know, sometimes they're a little, they, they don't get up for games. But Michael Thomas is coming back. He'll be back. And, you know, that could actually fuck up whatever rhythm Drew Brees needs as an old man. You know, old people need routine. Uh, but I think he's just going to, he's just going to slice and dice the defense over the middle because they don't have Drew Tranquil now. They're very soft in the linebacking area. As long as the Saints O-line can hold up, the Saints are just going to do what they always do at the Superdome, which is just uh, get their ass licked by another team, which I believe is is a form of dominance. Let's go. You've got mail. Every week, we read one piece of mail each from you, the loyal listener. Thank you for sending in the mail, keeping the USPS alive. It's under attack, so keep on sending shit. I'm just going to grab a piece of mail right here from the top. It's an envelope from Houston, Texas. It reads, hey, sorry we love football. Uh, Just wanted to ask if you guys had any openings. I have a lot of NFL experience, and I'm learning that I, too, kind of hate football. Come on, man. I'll suck your dicks. Uh, Bill O'Brien. Whoa. He also enclosed. There's also a a picture (laughs) that was taped to the back of it. Uh, and it's just a picture of Frank from Hellraiser 2 when he's skinless, and it says, I'm in hell, help me. And it says says Deshaun, ja- Deshaun Watson and has an arrow pointed at him. So I think uh, the Texans are wasting all of their great players. No, Bill O'Brien, you can't have a job here. Yeah, geez. You've only been unemployed for like like three days. Go somewhere Embra- else. Yeah, embrace your family or something. Big ass chin. Jamal, do you have a letter? Uh yeah, I do have a letter. Um seems kind of light. Uh unaddressed. Okay, let's see what we got here. Just says, been six months and still no word. I don't deserve it. I know you got the last three letters. I wrote the addresses on them perfect. Yours truly, Des Bryant. <laughs> Can we get Des a job? Whoa! Can we can we wrote in looking for jobs? Yeah, it's that. That's kind of nice that people think we can give them jobs. Well, I put I listed us on Monster dot com. So, Uh, Danny, 
I'm guessing you have a real letter. Uh, dig to the bottom of the bag. I'm going deep, deep cavity search on this bag. Uh, all right, here we go. A joint statement. This is a letter from, it's a joint statement. So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's from a bunch of different people. From Adam Gase, Dan Quinn, Joe Judge, Doug Marone, and Matt Patricia. Re Bill O'Brien. And the letter says, Phew! <laughs> Signed, Adam Gase, Stan Quinn, Joe Judge, Doug Marone, and Matt Patricia. Man, they all got together well and wrote that by hand. Were they all touching the pen at the same time? They were. That's how organized they are. They're, they are just <laughs> lockstep, feeling good. They have not been the first one fired this season. Even Trish. I can't believe they didn't get Trish after this last loss. But Hey, you know, look, Trish playing the Saints, you're allowed to lose to the Saints. We'll see him next week. Trish. <laughs> That's a hell of a nickname. Uh, you guys have any final thoughts this week? Uh, yeah. I got one. Jamel's got one is what I was going to say. <laughs> well mine is uh follow us on all social media platforms if you are not aware it is sorry we love football on instagram or at sorry we love nfl on twitter hit us up dan is kind of running most of the show there and he does good things for us check out the content please yeah hit me up i'll just give you the login credentials and you could post whatever you want from either platform that's a Let's good go. way to interact with our fans run our twitter yeah kungle will do it get kungle on it kungle, kungle. He's, he's probably mad at us for because he lost the kungle bowl the hardigan kungle bowl last week he's probably still a little pissed off he's lost the last couple kungle bowls he lost the super bowl he's lost the the eagle bowl I'm sure he'll have to play the the team later this season I think that's how it works that so. would be the most devastating of them all Yes, it uh, would be. My final thought. My wife uh just a couple weeks ago bought me a pair of limited edition bottles of Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl Championship champagne. And we got two bottles. One is obviously being saved for our follow-up Super Bowl this year, but the other is a toss-up. And I was hoping to crack it open during Walter Reed weekend, but now, I just want to ask the people out there, once again, go vote. Go tell your friends and family to vote. Make sure all your voting shit is ready. Have a plan. Check the, check the envelope. Make sure they're not trying to find ways to throw your vote out. Get all the instructions done. Put your vote in for Joe Biden so that I can open that next motherfucker up on November 4th. Do not make me waste that other bottle on my anniversary. <laughs> You hear that? You cowards! Hey, guys, vote. Get out there and vote. We can't beg you enough. Please do it. It's easy. It's your right. You shouldn't be. You should need people to tell you to go do it, but if you do, please go do it. Uh, My final thought of the week is Eagles are back. I get to wear my shit again. I have too many shirts. I have too many hats. Oh my god. I There's, wanted to hang up. I almost hung up on this call. There was I had to 
stay off of the blogs. I couldn't, half of my, my wardrobe was not accessible to me. And now it's all back. We're in first place. The world feels a little bit better. And I think it's a sign of good things to come, including that November 3rd date that we just talked about. The Eagles being good is good is a righteous thing for this country. So you guys should all be rooting for us. Well, there are a bunch of you freaks out here in L.A., so uh, whatever gets me run over in traffic less. Weren't you on a, a, a sci-fi channel puppet uh, TV show pilot presentation that you acted on this week, and one of the guys was wearing eagle shit? Uh, yeah, the assistant director was in eagle shit, and I almost tripped him in the hallway that is that's the best part about us not doing our work lunches together in person is that we don't have to walk to tender greens and see three fucking eagles fans give a wave to dan hardigan i know it's like why don't y'all move back then if you love the fucking eagles so much yeah why don't you go live in manny young we need your we're like missionary we're missionaries man we're I gonna know. spread the gospel <laughs> i do want to say if you're in a if you're in a non-swing state, you should still vote because this motherfucker needs to lose by as many votes as possible. If you lose by 20, 12 million votes, what are you going to say? I don't care if they're all from New York. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, please. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, go birds! And I'm uh, I'm sorry I was such a homer this week. Sorry uh, yeah. on behalf of Dan. Yeah. Very sorry you had to listen to Daniel Hardigan. <laughs>